When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dagoon, you can leave because Lindsay Smith isn't here today. <laughs> I'm your host, Aspo. We've got Gerald, we've got Saul, and we got the big man. It is the one and only Jock Landell. Gentlemen, how are you today? Good. Very good. I, I can't imagine how you are, to be honest with you. No, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. It's, been, it's been a hectic couple days, but uh, all is well. I don't know what kind of car you bought when you first got here to the Valley, but I'm sure you've got tons of miles on it right about now, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, we are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. And Jock, let's just hop right into it. We're not going <laughs> to bury the lead. We're not, we're not, not going to pussyfoot around. around. Right on. Uh, KD is in Who? town. No, I was kidding. Uh, how, how does it feel now to be the second biggest star on the song? <laughs> what do you mean? I was still the first. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 pretty surreal to have the, the 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 starting lineup that we do. I mean, it was one thing kind of coming in and being amongst CP Book and DA, and then you add this piece to the puzzle, and then you know. We signed Terrence, uh, Terrence Ross. It's just like it's all happening. So uh, it really is a, a heck of a year to be a Phoenix son. I'm pumped about it. But um, I mean, obviously he's injured. We haven't like haven't seen him play um, as a part of uh, our team yet. But like just seeing the body of work he's done, like in the gym, uh, rehabbing and stuff thus far, it's like. You get why. You get why he's Kevin Durant. So, yeah, it's pretty special. It's a little weird because from us, uh, you know, from a fan's perspective, like Kevin Durant walks in front of you, you're like, holy shit, that's that's like him and he's on our team. However, I can't even process what it would feel like to be like, I'm about to play with this dude, like (laughs) for real. Like I've been watching him my whole life. This is crazy. It's it's nuts. Um, That's that's it. I mean, watched him a a lot when I was kind of growing up and – now to be a part of it with him is is special. Uh, had to attempt to guard him at the Olympics, um, so uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, not well. Uh, <laughs> it was like the whole second half we were up going into. The, I always talk about it with Book, and luckily they haven't brought it up yet. But it was like the whole first half we were winning. We got up like twenty or something, mm-hmm. and then we went into the second half, and they just kept throwing him throwing it to him on the left elbow and everyone else was just like huddled up in the corner and they were just like, all right, KD, like go win us this game. And they smacked the living crap out of us. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I'm happy. I'm happy. He's on, he's on the same side now. Are you going to have flashbacks in practice though, when you got to go against him like that? When they put him on the, yeah, low? <laughs> probably, probably, probably. Um, yeah, we, I think, you know, as he starts ramping up, we'll have to play a little bit of three on three and stuff and, I had to do it against Book, and he, yeah, anyway, it's just, it's a nightmare. <laughs> I was curious because last night, I mean, obviously, as a media member, you can kind of feel the buzz in the crowd with mm-hmm. him there. And it seemed like the way you guys were playing kind of amplified that. Yeah. But as a player, what was that atmosphere kind of like last night? It was unreal. Um, you, you feel the excitement levels gone up a notch mm-hmm. um, as, as the team has as well. So, you feel in the locker room like you know guys are running around like man I'm playing with Kevin Durant now like <laughs> I got to step this step this thing up so it's like everything's just gone up a level um, and and that's what needed to happen like for us to win this thing this year that's we needed that we needed to take it to another level and I, and I feel as though he's bought that juice with him so um, yeah it's it's exciting times man I'm pumped how do you balance the excitement with staying focused because Obviously, big goals, but this is an exciting moment as well. How do you how do you make sure you stay locked in? I think that like redefining or, or honing back in on what your role is on the team was was important for me. Um, I think adjusting that has been a little bit of uh, uh, like my, a mental transition for me in the past couple of days. Now that there are like so many guys on the team, um, and that kind of like that sim- like simplifying all that 
allowed me to just like come back down to earth and be like, right, there's actually, there's, there's still a job to do and it's not just going to be a walk in the park. Like we still got to go beat some really good teams. So, um, I think everyone kind of went through that excitement. I mean, it was, it was a, a low after trade deadline. Then we bounced back up on a high. Um, and I, and I think after that Atlanta game, uh, you could feel that the energy was just out of the building for us a little bit, but like we had those, those 24 hours to kind of, um, to, to, to level ourselves again. And then, uh, realize the opportunity we had um and and that's where i got to like you know the guy the three guys that left were were some of my best mates um that i've made in the nba thus far and and um it was kind of it was a it was a punch in the gut for a second but then then you realize like after that game i was like no i can't have another game like atlanta i need to come back to 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 earth and kind of understand the opportunity that's arose from this this situation and then i was like shit now I'm like really excited so it was a bit of like a it was a bit of a whirlwind roller coaster but um yeah I mean I'm pumped and and I feel like I'm back back to where I was were, were you asleep when the news broke I was knocked out so knocked out. uh welcome to the club right <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> I missed the whole show I didn't even know it so the team the, the team found out a couple like actually the whole team except for like three of us were awake when it dropped and we're hanging out in the hallway for, for a couple of hours, just like, you know, um, seeing them off, I suppose, because we didn't know when we'd see them next was. So they were all kind of sitting in the hallway in the hotel, like chatting, just, you know, getting around Mikhail and Cam and reminiscing, I, I suppose, and um, that, which is really cool. Like that's that's what they meant to us. And um, I was like not non-existent. I was not there. Like I woke up in the morning. Like I strolled down into the into the lobby, getting ready to go go to like didn't even check my phone. Don't, don't Stroll down to the lobby, like getting ready to go to shoot around, and then I get you know shoot arounds cancelled. I'm like, what the heck's going on? And there's like Mikhail's down there with the staff, kind of saying his goodbyes. I was like, what the fuck? What's, what's going on? And that's when like the penny dropped, and I was like, oh shit, okay, like <laughs> see, you, you know, see you later. So, did you have a moment of panic? Was I part of this too? Like, oh man, yeah. the whole day is just a panic. Like, <laughs> yeah. mate, like I'm trying to have this nap, and I'm just staring at the ceiling, like, oh god. Um, but. Yeah, again, I'm pumped. It's 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 great. Uh, you know, we've we've got a heck of an opportunity. So you, I, I got through that panicky moment, and then I was like, all right, I'm, I'm a part of it now. So let's go. <laughs> it's very interesting that you you talked about. Um, you know, like obviously the goal is always to win a championship, but you know through the season, especially you know the middle part of the season, it was it was getting kind of rough there for a little bit mm. just because of injuries and stuff. Yeah, and and the belief, you know, it can can wane a little bit, and then all of a sudden you make a move like this, and it just you can feel not only with the team, but also with the crowd and the, and the fan base that just they've just be re- reinvigorated with this energy. Mm. Um, when you go to practice and your guys' teams approach, is it has the intensity picked up in practices? Like, is there is there a noticeable difference, or is it just like we know we have a chance now? Like, to I mean, we have a good chance to really bring yeah. this home. I think that I think that the 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 confidence for us never really waned. Like there was a there was a time where there was frustration around the group, but there wasn't a break in confidence. It was I mean, you look back at the injury list that we had, it was it was unbelievable <laughs> at times. Like we had seven of our top ten guys out I at one you were point. point for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so did I. Um, <laughs> and then I, I think that we all kind of understood that, you know, with the team that we had, we we had a chance and you saw it earlier on in the year. I mean, we started out the season in what, like fifteen and three or something like that. I don't know what the exact numbers were, but like we were good. Like we were, and we were beating some good teams. So we never, we never really lacked the confidence. It was just we were struck with the injury bug really badly, and obviously you lose thirty points a night for for two months in book, and that hurts you. But um, we always understood that there was there was going to be some rough days there with what we had. Um, and you know we still gave it every game uh, a, a crack, and we we tried to come home with the W, but it just wasn't happening for us. But then yeah, you add KD to the mix, and you're like, crap, like, and you can you know you talk about KD a lot, but with TJ Warren's a heck of a player. Uh, we've got Terrence Ross now. Like these are some great players that we're bringing in, and um, you know we just need to figure out how to put the pieces together really well. But again, you see it last night, like just their presence on the court, their presence on the bench, like you see that everyone stepped it up a notch. Um, I mean, watching DACP and, and uh, Book do what they did last night, it was like, wow, like I haven't seen this in a while. So um, 
yeah, things are going well for us. We need to we, we we definitely definitely need to get to the new guys comfortable and as a secondary unit we need to kind of establish what we're going to look like because I think that's an important piece of the puzzle as well. We're, we've got some new ones we've added and we're still trying to figure it out, but um, yeah, it'll happen, you know, give us like five, ten games and we'll, we'll, we'll be good. I'm just curious what kind of goes into that process because, you know, you mentioned, and I think Josh mentioned this too, that like when you guys first arrived here, Mikhail and Cam were kind of the ones that helped crack the ice and make guys feel welcome. Yeah. So when guys like that leave and you've got a bunch of new faces and you're trying to like figure out each other's games and personalities, just how do you kind of approach that? Yeah, I mean, it's Cam, Cam and Mikhail did a great job of that. I'm I sent them like thank you messages for for helping me get settled, and I'm sure a lot of other guys did. But in the preseason, it's a lot easier as well because there's time to go and you know play golf together, and there's time to go and do all that stuff. And when season comes, it becomes a lot tighter, and you know your your time is rare, so you, you're really trying to put that towards your families and and loved ones. Um, but you know, just kind of someone's got to step up we've all got to step up and, and help these guys get acclimatized because um you know they you know they would have done the the same for us if the shoe was on the other foot so yeah it's 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 on the entire group just to you know help with the plays you know not just stand there and be like oh you messed up like whatever like you know no we're like we got to educate them on on how we do things um on the defensive end on the offensive end and then in the locker room just helping them get settled uh, into the environment is really important as well because our culture is is one that's been built over a few years and I'm talking like I'm a vet here but I'm not like you know it's still my first year but our culture is one that you know guys like Book and, and CP, DA, all these guys campaign have built over uh, a, a long time and now we've just got to get everyone else on board with that and, and, and push that forward so um, there's a lot that goes into it but it's a process and, and but it'll happen. Let's talk about the most important thing. I already tell this is like <laughs> not going to be important at all. The chat has given you and I a nickname. We're Jockspo. Are you okay with that? Absolutely uh, not. That, that's what I figured. Yeah, I no. wasn't either. I was a little offended by it. We could just be like Jock and that guy or something something like that. <laughs> that guy is kinder than anything you called me. <laughs> I wanted to go a lot worse. Yeah. All right, but I'm going to hold back. No, I'll go hold back. I'll hold back. Back. He cries when you leave. Uh, <laughs> all the time, just because you're gone. More uh, All-Star snubs. We haven't had a chance to, to talk about this in terms of uh, of this team. Yesterday in particular, uh, Damien Lee did not get the call for the three-point contest. Mm-hmm. How how much crap is that? This this seems like a very <laughs> political list you're- that they were they went with certain names. But to me, it feels like a bunch of crap. You know what the problem with it for me is, is that there are there are like three or four all stars in that, right? Yeah. yeah, like they're getting their time in the all star game. Let someone like Dee step up and and you know be a part of the weekend and right. be a part of the three point shooting contest. I mean, he had like uh, he was telling me I didn't even realize, but he had like two nights of off shooting, which pulled him out of best three point shooter in the NBA. Like, mm-hmm. how is he not in the three point shooting contest? Right. I'm not shocked about it at all. I mean, Cam Johnson had a great three-point shooting year last year, and he didn't get in. And Cam Johnson, to me, is a little bit of a of a more high-profile name than Damian Lee. Mm. If you took away the relationship with Curry, I would say, um, and I think that's what a lot of people know Damian Lee as is he was he's kind of been a journeyman a little bit, and he's been he has a relationship with Curry. He gets to the Suns, and he has a phenomenal year from three. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but I kind of felt like that wasn't going to go his way. Well, we we asked him in the locker room about it, and he was kind of saying there's apparently certain criteria. At least that's what he heard as far as a certain number of makes and attempts that you have to get to to be part of it. But surely he's there. I, like I think he, he fell right? short just because he's, you know, a bench guy that's taking Such arbitrary two or three. Crap. Well, that's my thing is like, okay. He like two or three threes a game. Okay, like Jason Tatum's met the criteria, but he's only shooting like 35%. So, like, he's a guy that's taking a lot of threes. And yeah, it's he's not like D-Lee's D- like holding back. Like, right. Sometimes he's <laughs> shooting seven, eight threes a game. Yeah. Um, I feel I, like that's a funky one. I, yeah. Just, I don't, yeah, I don't like that. It should, there should be criteria. Are you one of the better three-point shooters in the league? Yeah. You would think that would be part of it right and it's not like this is a a huge group of of big names that that are are great three-point shooters that are in it this year it felt like they went oh we need any guys with name recognition it doesn't matter if they can shoot right i think that's crap i also think it's crap that big guys don't have 
an event that they can show off in. Like, what are you supposed to be in the skills challenge? Like, I don't. Me? I, yeah, at any big guy. Like, like I don't well, like, think. What have, would you like to see? I want a mic and drill. Give me a mic and drill. <laughs> right? oh my my mic and drill. be there for like oh five God. hours. Nobody would watch <laughs> that Nothing ever. Mic and drill, but work your way out to half court or something like that. Like, oh my God. There's a reason. There's a reason that we all say you should just sit there and just not talk. Because I'm the I'm the good you can't ridiculous on this ideas like this. Oh my God. Well, I'm, I'm trying to help Jock get more money in his pocket by having an all-star weekend event. Of all the drills you could possibly pull from, you pulled the least. Unbelievable. I picked the whitest drill possible. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I suppose the skills challenge, but dunk contest? I'm not getting. I'm not doing that. I'm like, no way. I'm curious yeah. as a player, what are your thoughts on the dunk contest? Because, like, it's rough when you see the the list of names and it's like guys that you wouldn't really expect. Like, do you feel like they need to bring stars back to the dunk contest somehow? Do players look at it a certain yeah. way? It'd be fun to see the stars come and do it, like Ja Morant and um, you know LeBron, um, mm-hmm. all of those guys. But at the same time, it's like, how much more creative can we get with these things? I like, mean. It's impressive guys are pulling, you know, fresh cats out of the bag, but it's like, uh, like, I feel like everything's been done. Do you try and dunk from the three-point line now instead of the free throw line? Like, you know. I thought the same thing too until 2015 and and when Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon went at it, I was like, oh my God. Right. Yeah. The the best dunk contest I've ever seen. You got to have two freak athletic guys with recognizable names. Yeah. That's what made it great. I mean- Jordan Dominique, those were, I mean, that's one of that's the, a, what yeah. everybody goes back to, you know, Vince Carter's heyday, like there were, there were names and they were going uh, mano a mano in it. And that was what was so special well, about those. I was at both their matchups at all-star weekend. And I also saw that r- weird ass one where it was like team dunk contest. It was like, this is the most atrocious thing yeah. I've ever seen. No, I didn't even know that was, the oh, thing. Yeah, was terrible. Was terrible. So but bad. the thing is, is like, that's the thing that separated that separates me for me it separates like the the guys that understand like this is for the fans mm-hmm. and to put on a show and they have that gravitas about them you know Vince Carter as soon as he went up for that first dunk you knew you were like oh shit yeah. we're about to see a show right here you know what i mean like and i don't know if 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 a lot of stars still feel that way about the dunk contest. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, they don't feel that way. Because they've been doing way. it since they were in fucking AAU. Yeah. I mean, the dunk contest is probably a little less up my alley in terms of like what I'd like to see. I'd like to see the all-star game be like competitive. That mm, would be yeah. cool because it used to be competitive, right? Like mm, they yeah. used to go in there and be like, okay, this is a chance to go against the best. But now it's turned into a little bit more of a show. Mm. Um, I would like to see that happen. I think that would be really cool. Um to put put on like a competitive pickup match um, instead of just because it essentially becomes a dunk contest in itself, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind if they went the NHL style <clears throat> where, it, where it was like a a four team kind of right. kind of thing, and it was pickup style. Four captains took their squad, and then you had uh, you had four different games or yeah, you know, whatever a little, a little yeah. tournament. That uh, that went that on, you know, dope, where, where yeah. it's like there's some pride in it. Yeah, if you get, get fourth money. place, you get no money. Yeah, yeah, like oh, yeah. give me huh. something like that. I, oh, yeah. I, I, they don't your charity doesn't get worrying too much about money at their <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But bragging rights for sure. For I sure. do think the charity thing has helped a little bit, yeah. at least yeah. that, in terms of having stakes, because there was that one year where the one team kept winning and everybody was like, "That poor charity's getting yeah, like man, you know the kids, what's up?" The Elon helps too. I think that the the new format of picking the teams on the day is really cool like yeah. like it's a pick up game you're just standing there it's like I'll take him, him. Like I, I like that <laughs> but how many how many egos are you get bruised that way you know that that's gonna impact I mean they, they bruise them anyway on that talk show right it's true with the fellas they're not standing there right like they're literally gonna be standing there yeah. while they're being picked <laughs> and and somebody inevitably is going to be last. Yeah. Like that's going to you know. Um, yeah, but you're the last of an all star game. Like you sure that ego is going to be bruised too badly. <laughs> you know, like fair enough. That's true. But uh, yeah, you never know. Yeah, you you never could know. destroy a super team. You know, yeah. at some point, <laughs> a future super team. Yeah. Uh, and let me add one last thing. We'll let you. We know you got to go, but you watching anything uh, recently? Anything interesting? Uh, you watch it on TV? L- the Last of Us. Yeah, so, there we so go. Dude, I'm hooked. <laughs> yeah, I'm hooked. so I, good. I liked The Walking Dead for a long time. Okay. 
But it just kind of got to the point where it was like these zombies are like frigging irrelevant. Like yeah. they're, they're not even a problem anymore. It was um, more of a soap opera with zombies in yeah, the background. <laughs> but the the Last of Us, like I was laughing about it with with my mates the other day. Like it doesn't feel like we're that far off. I'm not some like <laughs> apocalypse guy, but like all it takes is like a fungus to mutate and survive above our body temperature. It's like, geez, who knows? Well, I don't I mean, mind it. We we all thought that a global pandemic was kind of out of the question there yeah, for a while. Right? Think movies, and we all kind of experienced. Fingers that. crossed that's not the case. But uh, yeah, no, nah, Last of Us. Um, and there is something else I'm watching. I'm trying to remember what. Oh, I was hooked on Vikings for a long time, mm-hmm. and so they came out with Valhalla, uh, wow. Vikings Valhalla. How does that compare? Not as good. It's yeah. kind of like Vikings is the last of us, and then the Vikings Valhalla is um, the Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Okay. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's not as good, but yeah. it's okay. All right. Well, we know you got to get out of here. We'll let you let you run, but we always appreciate your yep. time and uh, enjoy your all-star weekend. Have, yes. Uh, have some relaxation. You're going to, you're going to need it because I think you're going to be playing well into June. So. Yeah. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Up to Flagstaff. So we're, we're, we're excited. Enjoy. We're excited. He's Jock Landell. You can uh, follow him on Instagram. You can watch him on the court when the Suns play. Always a pleasure to have him here. And Saul, you got a, a new shirt you want to tell the people. Yeah. About. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get to it. Uh, you know, obviously with the big trade and, and all that good stuff. Well, hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna stylize you. So might as well go ahead and get your your shirt right now. It's the the slim Valley Reaper tee, uh, and it's in our locker, and they're almost sold out. We're gonna have to restock soon, and it's gonna be phenomenal. Uh, so make sure you pick yours up today. Uh, and it, more importantly, you can grab yours with the, the purchase of a diehard membership as well. Mm-hmm. So why don't you go ahead and grab that? Because uh, a diehard membership is only 80 bucks for a whole year. You get discounts on tees. You get discounts on all our merch. You get uh, access to uh, uh, members-only um, email uh, from the one and only Gerald and, and also – He'll personally uh, write you an email. And also, <laughs> and also Craig Morgan and, and company. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's a great deal. We're going to – we have a tailgate uh, or a takeover that we're going to soon, and people got discounts for that. That's all sold out. Um, but you get first pit dibs on it if you are in our Discord as well, and not, you get a membership to that as well for being the diehard. So Slim Valley Reaper Tea, grab yours today before they're all gone. I love that shirt. I feel like when I when they first unveiled it, I was still in a foggy haze of everything that was going on. But like this is real. The detail on the face with the sun and everything. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty the hair cool. being pretty accurate. Uh, I, I'm not gonna go into that. But <laughs> you have to go in the locker room. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so. saying it. I'm By quiet the way, on that. It's cold outside. Jock left this chair nice and warm. So there you go. That's nice at least. <laughs> uh, and if you want to. Feel nice and warm. Our friends over at Four Peaks have got you covered with the best brews in the valley. This is the worst transition ever. What do you want? What do you want? I had to move seats. Chair feels so warm. I feel like Jock is cuddling me right now as we speak. Oh, Jock's bow in full effect. But anyways, Four Peaks. Our friends at Four Peaks. Gerald's got the Sun Brew, which is the sexiest beer. I did not know I could be attracted to a beer can. I'm attracted to the Sun's Brew can. I'll put this over here. Also, I got some uh, wild. We joy boss, one of my favorite beers. Got a lot beers. of issues today. I, what do you want? I don't. I hate hosting. Uh, right? Come back, Lindsay. Uh, but I, I love Four Peaks. I know we all do. Here, uh, their A Street Pub is one of my favorite places to watch a game and to enjoy a brew. Food spectacular as well, and they're also great on on social. You can follow them at Four Peaks Brew to get all the latest uh, about them, and you can also go to Four Peaks dot com slash events uh for all your uh, entertainment and beer week needs as well uh so what's better than drinking a beer pairing it with some delicious girl scout cookies which we were talking about this <laughs> I, the other day and you wouldn't think it would be good I but wouldn't. but i bet they have like a, a sommelier of cookies and beer that go this th- this samoa pairs great with this with this particular beer i get a box of it get, get a six pack you're you're in for for a great all-star weekend. You would love it if there was really a, such a thing as a sommelier of cookies and beer. Oh, I could I could be that guy. I could be that guy. You could be the beer guy? <laughs> no, I could be the cookie and beer guy. Oh. I could sit there and tell you what pairs good with it. I'd actually think the wow wheat would pair quite nice with a thin mint. I'd 
don't, I don't care what you think. Oh, <laughs> Somebody Damn. give me some thin bits. Yeah, you are, are you're already banned oh, from this. He's going to lose the job before he ever got it. Oh, my so, goodness. Pair some delicious Girl Scout cookies with your Four Peaks. Check out Four Peaks Cooking Pit Cookie. Cookie. Or cooking. Just make sure mm. you finish the sentence, check out, please. Check out no, Four Peaks no, Cookie Bear no. at the A Street Pub location oh in Tempe on February 16th. That's why I'm going to turn your mic off. Must be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly. We need a Tony Reality like mute I mic think, function. I think I'm broken. I don't know why. I can I, just mute him right yeah. now. Yeah, like, like we'd let Ebba be the Tony Reality on the show. Uh, DraftKings also make sure... That uh, you hit up the draft. Do you even know who sport. Tony Reale is? No, no it's but it's, it's, the, it's <laughs> the idea. It's the oh. idea. Man, that's what's on a heater right now. Yeah. An all-time heater. <laughs> all Finish you your ad reads. Finish. Uh, at least I'm not getting killed for the ad reads like Max by the chat. I mean, oh, Max, yeah. Max, Max is, took, took dude, bullets on the How do you die on your own supply? That's what <laughs> I, I want to know. I know. It's how does my bad. man get murdered by... <laughs> By doing the one thing that he created. I know. Uh. He writes the ads. And he couldn't even read them effectively. You know, for those of you who don't know, we have all staff meetings and Max always hands out, like, who did the best ad read of the month or who mm. did da, da, da. We might have to create an award with worst ad read ever. <laughs> oh, no. And Max, no. the creator of said ads, is going to take the first one home. I would like to go on record. <laughs> that everyone in the rising chat, first uh. of all, are Cretans, and I don't respect oh, any wow. of their opinions. Wow. The reason oh. why, the reason why that they do not like my ad reads is because I'm just a great man of transitions. Maybe a little pun, maybe a little play on words here okay. and there. And it's not that the quality is lacking; it's the fact that they don't appreciate it when it's right there in front would, of them. Would you like to make before. up for it and do a uh, a DraftKings ad read right now off the cuff? <sighs> you wrote the shit this morning. How can I mean, you? Come not? on, how do you not remember? That's right. Max is going to is going to win. You guys don't deserve it. You guys don't deserve it. Make sure to go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app, and take advantage of some of the great opportunities they have there. I, I love it. We do our, our pregame bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We damn right we do. Somehow you're leading now. I leave no, for one night and you take the lead. Not somehow. It's just, you know. I was chipping away. I was like, like I said, I used this phrase last night. I was like Andy Dufresne. I was just chicken, chipping away at the wall, baby. And then finally, I got in there. Weren't you in third? I was. He was. <laughs> and he took a giant swing last night and and somehow won. I think I, it was To rigged. be fair. I wasn't here. To, so. be fair. to be fair. When I said my bet on the show last night, in the pregame show, mm. several people were like, I think that's going to hit tonight. And even Shane did. And so I felt pretty good about that bet, mm -hmm. and especially after the first half. I was like, damn, I'm halfway there with all these dudes. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm going to hit this. Mm. But, but I think that's been some of the most fun that we've had in that show oh, yeah. is adding that element where, where we're doing this together. And they have a really cool social feature on the DraftKings app as well that you can – do the same exact thing, you know, have a group of you that all get in on the same thing, or you can kind of go against each other uh, head to head on that. I highly recommend you do that because it's a lot of fun on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the app now, sign up using the promo code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $250 in bonus bets instantly. It's that easy. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner partner of the NBA, with that code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hello, said Max. More like minimum. That is who said that. that yes. Okay. And, and Phoenix Riser says, thank you, Espo, for a wonderful ad read. I just convinced an entire small village to use code PHNX. Perfect. That is why uh, our fans are, are the best. And Eli says, Espo's ad reads, and I just lost it. it went up. Espo's ad reads are like uh, Norm McDonald's ad reads for Man Great. If you know, you know. <laughs> Damn straight. That is a compliment, uh, the late great. Uh, the, the late, great Norm McDonald there. Uh, let's talk about Terrence Ross. Sure. Became official yesterday. He is today. a member. Today. today. Well, I guess technically last night, Te but yes. they announced it today. Everything is just blending together. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it is official as of right now. Terrence Ross is a member of the Suns. Don't worry, those of you that were asking me, he's not wearing Sean Marion's 31. He's wearing Eddie Johnson's 8, which is fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but oh. <laughs> you okay. can clip that and send it to Eddie. <laughs> 
But where do we, we, we talked a little bit about Terrence Ross and if we wanted him, but what I want to talk about is how does he fit in with this group now? What will he be able to come in uh, and do? Good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's going to fill that fifth starting spot. I think there's a strong case to be made for Josh Akogi. There's a strong case to be made for Tory Craig at this point. But he is a guy that will come in and be a movement shooter. Um, he, We've discussed this the last time we talked about him, but he's shooting 38% from three. He's drilled 39.5% of his catch-and-shoot looks, and he's 45% on corner threes. That alone, if you put him on the court with even two of – DA, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and KD, he's going to get lots of open looks, which is something that he has not gotten a lot in his career. Um, I mentioned this last time, but in openness rating on the basketball index, he ranks in the second percentile in terms of how many of his looks are open, which is terrible. That's a lot of contested looks. Yes, you want to be much higher than (laughs) second percentile on that. Um, And he historically has never gotten a lot of open looks. If you go back to 2013-14, which is the earliest season that they have this data, it was 10th, 7th, 6th, 6th, 10th, 0, 0, 0, and 1st percentile. Jesus. How do you wind in up in the 0 percentile? You're openness. always covered. He He's well known as being a spot-up shooter. Teams cover him. I don't know if it's part of his, his release. It's just very smooth. And he doesn't mind shooting over outstretched hands, which is a helpful thing to you in the playoffs. Um, and the other thing that I kind of discovered when I went into detail on him on gophnx.com, he's actually, go surprise, a sneaky good mid-range guy. Like, <laughs> Shocker. He, another mid-range guy. Like, he takes more than half of his shots from three, but another significant chunk of his shots are from the mid-range. Um, he ranks in the 92nd percentile at his position in terms of how many shots he takes from there. And he ranks in the 86th percentile in terms of how efficient he is from there. So he's a good scorer from the mid-range. He's good at putting the ball on the floor. He can navigate pick and rolls a little bit as like a secondary guy. Um, An okay playmaker, but he's a guy that can help you offensively. The big question for him, obviously, defensively, can he kind of lock in? Because historically, since he was with the Raptors, he has not been on very good defenses. So my my thing on Terrence Ross is is you brought him in to score – uh, and really <clears throat> bolster that that secondary unit. Um, in addition with TJ TJ Warren campaign coming back, and then you have Jock and Busy down low. Um, ish if he gets converted, we don't know yet. Landry um, Shamit, whatever. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, there, there's just a lot of moving pieces, and uh, but you know that you have two certified bucket getters um, on that bench unit right now, uh, which is what I think the Suns are really really looking for. Now they can fill that other spot whether it be a power forward or a point guard, if they so choose on the open market, if they would like to, or they can just keep uh, either Saban or, or ish. We'll see. But um, I think that's, that's the benefit of uh, Terrence Ross is that he's going to be able to score. He's going to be able to get you some buckets. Um, You're not going to have to extend KD CP book um, for a long periods of time because you can rely on that bench unit, especially when you're coming down the stretch of this season. Um, being able to use guys like that. And then once you get to the playoffs, obviously that bench is going to shrink up to probably about eight. But right now that bench is like 12 and they, they got to figure out what guys are all about right now. Right. So he's, we've got another member of the mid Rangers. I'm, I'm allowed uh, liking that. They got another guy that can, can do that. But I like his, his three point shooting, but a lot of people remember him for athleticism, winning mm-hmm. a dunk contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a guy that still has sneaky athleticism or is it, at 32, that those days are behind him. He still has sneaky athleticism, but he does not attack the rim very often. Um, I think in terms of shots at the rim, percentage of shots around the rim, he's only in like the seventh percentile at his position. So he really doesn't drive a lot. He does have a good floater for when he gets into the lane, um, but he typically doesn't get to the basket and finish unless it's like, you know, a wide open cut or a fast break or something like that. And then you'll see the athleticism. Um, I think that'll help, especially defensively. He chases a lot of guys off the ball on that end, and um, he's good at navigating ball screens. But it, it's going to be a test for him because he hasn't been on a Magic team that's won more than 42 games since he arrived there, and that's been like six or seven years. So um, it will be a challenge to kind of dust those principles off and be like, all right, I got to lock in now because my minutes depend on me not being targeted in a playoff series. Not only that, but, I mean, the adjustment from going from a losing franchise for several years 
to all of a sudden a championship contender. I, I'm sure that's a little bit of a shock and awe as well. It's like there's just a different mentality with with elite teams that you have to work through. And then you add in the, you know, obviously the mix of CP3, who's one of the best floor generals in the history of the game, and then mm-hmm. Devin Booker, who's basically taken whatever CP3 has and soaked it up himself, and now he's a premier leader. And then you have Kevin Durant, and it's just like, dude, if you don't come ready, you aren't going to play. And that's yeah. the beauty of this. Gerald, I'd imagine after the All-Star break, we should expect his first appearance. I can't imagine he plays Thursday, tomorrow night. Right? It's hard to see him getting minutes tomorrow night just because they're still trying to figure a lot of things out. Like TJ Warren played sparingly last night. Darius Baisley didn't touch the floor, um, which I kind of thought might be the case. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Monty did mention Terrence in his pregame uh, post or pregame press conference at, by accident. Um, so they knew this was coming. So there's a chance he might play Thursday. Um, but they might just save him for after the break just so they can incorporate him and teach him their sets a little bit more. You brought up Saban Lee and Ish Wainwright, Saul. I was talking to some people in the know, and I get the feeling that the Suns are still very active in the buyout market. I don't know exactly who Mm. they're targeting right now, but there's names like Will Barton. I did get confirmation that there has not been any real rumblings when it came to Russell Westbrook and the Suns in particular, but really not a lot in general when it comes to Russell Westbrook. But I would not be shocked if they go outside the organization to add a guy to that 15th roster spot and not convert an issue or Saban Lee there. The, I don't, and you, Gerald, you, you know about more about this than I feel like I do, but, um, the name that I keep thinking of is, um, uh, now I can't think of his name. Uh, power forward uh, for the Cavs, Kevin Love. Oh, Kevin. Kevin Love. Love. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I, I. I know there's rumors that he's going to get bought out. Um, that he might be on the open market. Um, I do feel like Kevin Love is the one name out there that I could see being a benefit to this team. Gives you um, some stability at power forward. Hell, yeah. he could even sl- slide into that lineup if you really wanted him to into that 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 first five. Um, and, and because of TJ and, and Terrence being, you know, scores, mm-hmm. you need somebody that can get, that can get you a bucket, but also as a good facilitator and Kevin Love is one of the best in the game. So, um, and he's going to be able to rebound for you and stuff. So I like the stability that he brings and he feels like he's a good fit for what Monty likes to do on the court. So he's the one player that I can think of that I feel like you don't really have to force him into your system, he's he's just naturally going to progress into it. Yeah, championship experience as well. Mm-hmm. I know James Jones well. Yeah, he, he would be a, an interesting option for sure. I, I do like the fit in terms of the rebounding he'd give you, the pick-and-pop element he'd provide because, God, this offense is already freaking unstoppable on paper as it is. You add Love's pick-and-pop ability to the mix, um, you're re- literally going to have to pick your poison. But... Uh, I do think because I was when I wrote about buyout candidates, Kevin Love was one of them. And I do think after I published the article, um, one of the Cleveland reporters tweeted out from the GM over there, Kobe Altman, that they weren't going to pursue a buyout with him at this time. That can change before the buyout deadline, obviously. But um, it it feels like the Cavs are probably just going to hang on to him as they look towards the playoffs, even though his role has been a little more inconsistent this year. Well, and the clock's ticking has to be bought out and on the Suns roster by March 1st, correct, to be able to be playoff mm-hmm. eligible. So we're yeah. talking a little under two weeks if, if that becomes something that will come to fruition. I know there's a lot of concern about backup point guard, mm-hmm. uh, but the more I think about it, if they're comfortable with campaign coming back, Devin Booker has proven he can be uh, a ball handler, especially now that – he doesn't have to be the main scorer with Kevin Durant yeah. on this roster. <clears throat> you could rely on him more if you needed to, not, to to be a ball. Not only that, but I mean, KD has has brought the ball up tons mm. of times in his career with mm. no problems at all. Um, you have a very versatile group um, uh, in that in that first five. So even the CP3 did go down. I don't feel like you're you're really lacking for ball handlers just to get the offense 
um, started. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're, we're in an okay position. So I really don't feel like backup point guards like a necessity at all. Yeah, I, I think with campaign coming back soon and just the pieces that they've added to that second unit, the way that they're going to be able to stagger and have at least one or two of kind of their top four players on the court at all times in a playoff series, that can mitigate some of the concerns that you might have about Payne's reliability or about his durability. Um, you know, like you mentioned, they've been practicing all year with having other guys initiate the offense. Obviously, Mikhail and Cam were two big ones and they're gone now, but KD can do that. Book can do that. Um, we've even seen Josh Okogie do it like last night. So I think that's going to be something that they continue to rely on rather than a th- going out and getting a third ball handler. Because if you look at the options, it's really kind of right now just Russ, Patrick Beverly and John Wall, all of whom... I don't. I I would honestly rather keep Bish Wainwright on the roster or go with Saban Lee, who's familiar, yeah. than get one of those I think, guys. I think I don't. I, I listen. I understand John uh, John Wall's story, mm. and I appreciate w- where he's come from. And just to get back to the point where he could play um, in the league at, at you know at a high level, because the league is a high level just by itself. But I I just don't feel like he's uh, he's there anymore. I just don't feel like he has enough left in the tank. Uh, to be able to to create and, and and really facilitate the way the Suns would need him in a playoff series. So I would definitely pass up on Wall. Uh, we have a super chat here from Han who wants to know, uh, is Ibaka worth a look or is he cooked? Uh, I think he's cooked personally. If the Bucks, who have a, had a shot at a title, uh, let him go, I don't think he's it yet. <laughs> Yeah, he's, I believe that's Saul saying he's cooked. Yeah, he's, 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 he's simmering right now. <laughs> um, I, I love Ibaka, but like he has not shown much recently. He's had a lot of back problems. Um, and ideally, he would be a small ball five type guy. You've already got enough options at the five. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he can play four or spread the floor like he used to. So yeah. And Beverly is no. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Carmelo, another name that keeps being I, brought up. I feel like we didn't touch on him because his name did come up the other day in the chat a lot. I just don't think he's the right fit right now. You have tons of score first wings between Warren, T- Terrence Ross coming off the bench. Um, and at this stage, I don't know if Melo can defend at the level that warrants him getting minutes over a Warren or a Terrence yeah. Ross. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Plus, since he is a free agent, can mm-hmm. he sign at any point and still be uh, on a playoff roster because he's not a buyout guy? I believe so, yeah. So maybe if something were to happen, that's a name. I don't see it. If, if they, they didn't, didn't go there before. You know. Yeah, if they didn't if they didn't pull the trigger when they had, you know, 85 dudes out of the lineup, mm-hmm. I, why would they yeah. do it now? Yeah. Unless unless they really feel like, "Hey, we we want to let him ride the coattails to get a ring. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I don't, yeah, I don't foresee that. HBO owes him one. I don't <laughs> know why that would happen. He didn't go to Michigan state. So uh, I don't think yeah. that's also, case, so. uh, somebody did make a good point in the chat. Uh, you know, if, if the Cavs were going to buy out, uh, if we're, we're going to buy out Kevin love. Um, but they knew that the Suns would be at the top of the list to get them. They might opt not to do it just because of that yeah. mortgage friction. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, how great would it be if they did, though, and he helped the Suns win a title oh and gave, stuck it to Gilbert. Uh, you're dead to us, Cavs and, uh, and Gilbert. We're on Team Ishbia, right? <laughs> UWM for life. Uh, let's go to the uh, uh, to the other super chat we have here, Biscuits. And Beer uh, says, has there been any talks that you're able to share on who may get the fifth starting uh, role once Katie starts playing? Yeah, so this is something I'll be writing about either tomorrow or the next day, depending on how crazy Katie's uh, press conference is tomorrow. But um, there are some good options, and Monty did say after the game that it could be a situation where they start Josh Okoge some nights, they start Tory Craig some nights based on the size, because obviously if you're starting Okoge, you are giving up some size. Mm-hmm. He does have like the seven foot wingspan that helps make up for it um, in the defense and the athleticism. But Craig is is a trusted guy in their rotation, even, even if he made some some rough passes last night and oh, for the last couple months. Rough dribbles. Yeah. Um, but Craig has been good for them filling in as a starter this year. I, I tend to lean a Kogi just because his point of attack defense is the closest thing they have to what Mikhail brought in terms of guarding the best guard on the other team to allow Chris to hide a little bit and book to not have to worry about guarding that guy. Um, and I think the way that he's played as a starter recently shows that he can fit in in that group. 
I don't know if he's going to keep shooting like 43% from three like he has been since the start of the new year. But if he can, like he's a good option for the starter. The thing is, though, if you have him in the starting five, you've got a glut of wings between Craig, Warren, um, Ross, Baisley, like, Who's going to get minutes there? Positionless basketball. It definitely yeah, it's baby. an all wing lineup for sure. <laughs> That's it. All wing, no sauce necessary. Five dudes, six seven. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Uh, look, I I think a Kogi is becoming much more palatable mm-hmm. in that. And I don't need him to shoot forty three percent from three. I need no. him to shoot mid thirties, and I'm yeah, that's and fine. I'm fine. You hit the wide open ones uh, when you need to, and play that tough nose defense, and and he's great in that starting lineup. Uh, I don't think anybody should get too comfortable in that starting no. lineup, though, because but you can be easy. comfortable in these more furniture yeah, yeah. chairs. Hey. Yeah, there we I'm go. Exactly. Well, that's right. on the same page. That's right. Uh, so I was like, what if is he you want to be comfortable, uh, whether you're in the starting lineup or not, you can uh, go to morefurniture.com and get anything you need for your house uh, in terms of furniture. They've got it all. And you can get the white glove delivery. It is no no fuss. They take care of everything. They get anything that needs to be put together, anything that needs to be thrown away. They take care of it all for you with that white glove delivery. And save big right now on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. And uh, you know what? If you're looking for something to do tonight, our friends on the PHNX Coyote Show are going to be over at Illegal Pete's uh, before oh, the yeah. game, hanging out there. And if you have always wanted to meet the legend locally, Craig Morgan, here's your opportunity there you to go. head over to Legal Pete's. Petey will be there, too, and Lee is always there. Drinking so, hard uh, with Petey. It's fun. <laughs> uh, apparently, according to Gilbert, James Jones just said they're keeping ish uh, on the Burns and Gambo show. I'll have to go back and listen to that to confirm it. Not that we don't trust you, Gilbert, but uh, – if you want to go celebrate that Ish may be staying, Illegal Pizza's got great food and great drinks. Uh, Illegal Pizza margaritas are the strongest in Arizona, uh, so have a, a an Uber on the speed dial and, and but check them out. Uh, their happy hours three to six daily. Uh, they have the best food and drinks, and nothing soothes the soul like fresh limes, tequila, lots of tequila and sweet agave. Try out an Illegal Pizza. Uh, a coin premier or premium or frozen margarita. Stop by for happy hour three to six daily and join our friends at PHNX Coyotes out there today. Wrapping it up tomorrow is Kevin Durant's press conference yes. uh, over at the Footprint Center, 2 p.m. And there's an interesting wrinkle to yeah. this press conference that we found out about yesterday. Fans are going to be in attendance as they, uh, as they basically gave out tickets to this event, and had thousands and thousands of people in the queue. This is going to be interesting tomorrow. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I, I Listen, I, it's Kevin fucking Durant. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, he's here, and he's going to practice, and then he's going to um, talk to us uh, afterwards. And it's, man, I'm so excited about this. I can't remember. I can't recall the last time I've been this excited about a particular player joining my team, maybe ever. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is like, this is the biggest trade in Valley sports history for sure. So they're making it a huge event. It's cool that fans are going to be in attendance. I don't know how many or what the setup's going to look like. It could be a zoo. I didn't get confirmation, but I imagine the the press conference is taking place in the bowl. Like there's, they got to be sitting in the seats. How else are you going to be able to do that without it being complete pandemonium? It could, or it could be like, like the Ishbia conference where they have kind of a section cordoned off near the back where the fans can be. I don't know how many fans are letting in. And then they're just going to wheel out a a basketball hoop and Katie's just going to take some shots out there (laughs) in the pavilion. Um, Yeah, it should be exciting. Like we've had some really already the new ownership press conference was really upbeat and exciting. This is going to be taking it to a whole nother level. Um, And you could, like I said, like I wrote about last night also on gophnx.com, like there was just this palpable sense of anticipation and excitement in the building for what's coming next last night. You could feel it. You could see it in the way that Booker and, and CP3 and DA were playing out there. Um, and, and I think we're going to feel that again tomorrow in this press conference. It's going to be fun. Let's talk odds. Well, what are the odds that Kevin Durant is wearing a beanie tomorrow and Lindsay complains that he stole her style? Hmm. 
I think it's pretty high. I, I, I think he's gonna. gonna I think he's gonna wear a beanie, but I don't think Lindsay's gonna complain. I think if he, I think it's like 50 50 that he wears a beanie, but if he does wear a beanie, it's a 100% chance that Lindsay will complain. Because she didn't <laughs> complain last night. She was sick last night. So I, I, I take anything with a grain of salt. <laughs> because when, when, when Kevin Durant wears it, he looks like Mickey from fucking Rocky. I was gonna, I was so, gonna say Joe so Pesci from Home Alone. So it doesn't, oh my God. so she, so she doesn't identify with, with stealing my style. Like when Book wore it, he wears it the way Lindsay wears it. So she's like, <laughs> oh, he stole it from me. But when, when KD wears it, she's like, nah, it's good. It just I'm not like going to clip this uh, for, for social. We don't want KD. I'm going to get stonewalled. He just happens to be watching this podcast. Thanks, thanks for the beanie. Don't yeah, you make fun hey. of my beanie? Yeah. <laughs> Next. So we will be out there at the press conference starting at 2 uh, tomorrow. We I'm going to bring my boo-voozella. No? Shit. Uh, We're going to celebrate that much. Uh, it should be a, a good time, a celebration of uh, of the big trade made. I'm sure Matt Ishbia will be out there with quite the smile on his face, and we're going to see Kevin Durant holding up his, uh, his new son's jersey mm-hmm. for the first time. I think that's where uh, last night seeing him with the team was one of those moments where you're going, oh, this is real, but when you see the <clears> press conference – he talks about being a son. He's holding that jersey. I think that's when we all go, oh, yeah, this this is really real. And then we got to wait a week to see him uh, because <laughs> of the uh, of the All-Star break. But that is uh, everything. But. Oh, I, I didn't ask if you had a final thought. And the, for the first time, you have a final thought. <laughs> I know. Thought. I know you frown upon that. But, uh, <laughs> but there's a reason. I guess it works now because she has trained us to have a final thought. <laughs> this now. is true. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we just didn't know the long game she was playing. She mm-hmm. Uh, wh- what was that uh, that old oh, uh, show? It. it was uh, he he always had his final thought. It was uh, oh no, that was uh, Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer, thank yeah. You. Um, so <clears throat> sorry. So we will be starting to do watch alongs. Yes, we that will. is guaranteed nice. to have happened. Um, and it will start with KD's first game in a Suns uniform. Whenever that is. Whenever that is, <laughs> and then from that point on. It's probably going to happen every single game from that point on because why it the is? fuck not? We're doing a what? Oh, Wait, yeah. Gerald's going to have to do all the road ones. We'll do all the home <laughs> ones. Gerald can just be the so one. So it'll, it'll be fun. We'll all be here watching the games together. Uh, you can see how stupid it gets, especially with our bets. And uh, we're going to—it's—it's it's Kevin Durant, so it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Will be, uh, Gerald. Any final thoughts? None for me. <laughs> I have one. Be kind to each other. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, for Saul Bluffman, you can follow him at Saul. That's, that's what Jerry Springer used to Jerry say. Jerry Springer used to say. I was laughing at Jacob's at, reaction. At Saul <laughs> underscore Bluffman, you can follow Gerald. Jacob is at back. Gerald Bourget. Jacob yes. is back. Jacob Whatever. is back. Back from having a, well, his wife having a baby and him having to watch it. So congratulations. It's <laughs> a hell I'll of a way to phrase that. If he was gone a month, I will acknowledge his presence in a month once he's been back. <laughs> Putting in the time. Uh, you can follow me at Espo and remember, Jock doesn't hate me because he left the seat. Oh, hey, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. I'll always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team move like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it down like DA on.